Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from our youth and see how it stands up. I am Sky. I'm Jake. And we're watching Animorphs, still. Episode 6, The Message. Uh, And today is a special day because we have a special guest, Alan Sells. Hi, everybody. Thank y'all for having me. Oh, thank you very much for coming back. Returning guest. You're our first returning guest, which is pretty neat. Yeah, that is a thing. Sky will send you your certificate in the (laughs) mail. Good, good. So... Alan, you asked for this episode specifically. Um, I did. What is your background with the Animorphs? So, like many kids of of my era, um, Animorphs was the shit. (laughs) And if you didn't read Animorphs, you weren't cool. Is that right? That's how most people were, like, in the city. But where I was in rural Alabama, it was... Hey, there are these books that have uh, these fun little flippy things in the corners. <laughs> and so whenever you would go to the library, they're co- like the bottom corners would just be like super messed up <laughs> because people are just pulling them off, flipping them and putting them back. Um, but I started reading them. I fell in love with them. Uh, I watched the show when it aired. Oh. Um, yeah, I didn't stay very long. And in fact, I think I made it to this episode oh. um, because there are things about it that definitely pained in my memory. Yeah, I I didn't watch it as a kid because I didn't have cable. And mm. you're probably better off. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, it was it wasn't good. <laughs> Although what's fun is um, in all of my notes, I refer to Jake as baby Iceman. <laughs> Yep, that's it's, that's tracks. not inaccurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite anamorph? Ooh, um, hot take coming in. <laughs> uh, my favorite anamorph is Cassie. Really? That's so surprising to me. Does this show make you so sad then? <laughs> uh, very much so. Uh, but also at the same time, I think they do okay with her at least in this episode. Uh, I'm, um, I guess in the episodes where they use her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, it was 90s television, so she was a girl, so unless she was front and center, she was not there, <laughs> i.e. Rachel, but we'll get there. Um, but no, Cassie's always been my favorite. Um, you know, I've always been kind of the mom friend, so <laughs> seeing kidding. that represented in fiction was really, really nice. I liked her connection with nature, but I also liked, as the books progressed, her kind of turn almost to darkness using her empathetic powers to manipulate people and stuff. And then her have to deal with what she's doing. They made her a pretty complex character, which I'm sure the show absolutely will murder. (laughs) If they even get there really. True. I mean, once David rolls around and uh, Cassie makes some, some jumps, you're like, Oh, Oh, oh." yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. When, when the David (laughs) trilogy happens and Cassie has to deal with the aftermath, that is what solidified her as my favorite. Nice. How do you feel about David? Uh, David is the worst piece of shit ever, and he got what he deserved. All Sky <laughs> wants to do is talk about David. I hate him so much with a visceral he, hate. He is the fucking worst, and I'm glad they didn't kill him. I'm <laughs> glad that they did what they did to him because it is the most fitting punishment for the type of awful garbage person that he was and this is why we're friends alan yes (laughs) i 
have no feelings about David whatsoever. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of dancing around because I, I don't know. I can't remember how spoilery this is, but you know what happens to David, right, Jake? Yeah, I read told? almost all of them, if not all of them. Okay. Uh, but I read them then and stopped remembering. <laughs> You're uh, not good at remembering stuff. No, though. I'm not. Everything <laughs> I actually currently know about Animorphs is because of the Hindsight podcast. <laughs> So that I don't is know. A good show. I don't know anything past where they finally um, stopped. Uh, pick up the Morph Club. Yeah, Morph Club's great. I I also like the the hindsight hindsight. Yeah, I don't know why. I Hopefully they over will that come back. So much. That would be lovely. I I reached out to at least the Morph Club. I haven't heard back to see if they'd want to be on here. Oh, that's that would be so cool. Yeah, they do their own animorph stuff for the TV show. Um, so I don't know, you know, if it'd be fresh for them or whatever. But it'd be neat mm-hmm. to have them on. Yeah. I've been reaching out to Sean Ashmore. Yes. And he did He did like a tweet from yeah, us. Yeah, we're on our way. <laughs> Woohoo! Like, we're like a quarter of the way there. It's, yeah, it's we're basically best friends. He's on his way. He's bringing a, he's bringing a French bread pizza. <laughs> it's so lovely. Did you like the way that this book series ended? Are you just asking <sighs> that because you know I hate the last sentence? I know you hate the last sentence of the book. I didn't really like how it ended because... It ended like it would have in real life where everybody's sad. Well, at least that's, Jake is sad. And he was my favorite character. That's why I liked it. Ah. Um, I liked it because it was the reality of war. Mm. And that they don't get a happy ending makes sense with all of the tragedy that they've been through in their lives. Like, they get a victory, but it's not a good one. And it's yeah. not a happy one. Because most victories aren't. That's fair. But they've been through so much. I just wanted them to be like, yep, we're all great now. But that wasn't in the cards. <laughs> nope. But we will definitely not get into any of those complexities in this episode. Not you guys... at all. <laughs> well, it, this episode, I will say it's complex, but only because it feels like there are pages missing from the script. Do you guys uh, just want to get into it? What if we said no? I guess we would stop. Oh, I mean, go, go ahead. Our, our I was just curious. We open up and Tobias is flying around. He has already fully accepted being a hawk, and he's out hunting. Um, hawk, you do. Hawk vision is just regular vision with some blurs around the edges and orange. Yeah, it's a little fish-eyed. But also, I would like to point out that the music here—they reused a lot in um, uh, breaking the magician's code. Magic secrets <laughs> revealed. That <laughs> is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's delightful. So Tobias sees this 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 rabbit and he just goes to kill it and eat it, but it turns out to be Cassie, and she was a rabbit because yep. she's winged rabbits. death for Bun Bun. And but like, yeah, have y'all talked about like the squelching that happens when they morph? We talked about the foley work. Yeah, it's the foley work oh is great. God. It's probably the best part of the behind show. on y'all, but yeah, it's gross. <clears throat> But for budgetary reasons, when Cassie demorphs, it cuts from a bunny to the bird and then back to Cassie and she's a person again. There's no in-between. You know, if you wanted that complexity uh, that you guys were talking about, if Tobias had eaten Cassie and then had to deal with the fallout from that, I feel like this show would have really been more fun. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Do they have the morph cube? No, they lost it, right? Uh, I don't know. I think so. They lost it along with the disc. Well, the disc they've recovered twice so far. The morph cube I haven't seen since the first episode. No, they only recovered the disc once. 
Then they One lost it. They, they got the fake disc back. Right. Yeah. Well, it was definitely the same prop, but they did lose that one again. Yeah. Also love that Cassie does this voiceover and she's like, oh, the Yerks are like predators and we're like their prey. And it's, it's like, Cassie, sweetie, um, you work on a farm? You know what a parasite is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also there's a lot of silence in between her demorphing and uh, her, you know, Tobias saying, what the hell are you doing in a rabbit yeah. morph in the middle of the field? Yep. She's and like, then the crazy starts. Crazy is a pretty high bar here. She's also, I want to point out, I feel so bad for this hawk. If you watch, <laughs> somebody is holding his feet and basically doing this number, shaking him up and down is what's making him flap his wings like that. Is that right? Oh. Yeah. I wonder, did they have a message at the end saying no animals were harmed at the making of this? Place? I don't think I've ever I seen one. I hope so. <laughs> um... That hawk's probably dead in real life, right? Yeah, I don't know yeah. how long they don't, hawk I don't think they live are, that long. But this is at least 10 to 15 years old? Yeah, it's 10 years old. Yeah, so... so that Yeah, I'm going to guess that hawk's dead. Just the thing I need to know. <laughs> well, yeah, Cassie and Tobias start hearing a voice in their heads. Uh, it cuts in and out. It's just speaking in partial sentences. It's saying its systems are down and it's crashing to the earth and can't maintain altitude. Sometimes speaks in a different language, which is weird to me because Andalites, they talk with their brains and wouldn't really have a language, I wouldn't have thought. But okay, True. whatever. And, and that's, that's one of the things that I think is so complicated about thought speak is like in the books, it's simplified to English. But I've always pictured it as, you know, the sharing of emotions and ideas. And because, yeah, maybe they have a different written language. And they read it in that, but when they're thought speaking, you're hearing what they want you to hear, and your brain is interpreting how it, you understand it. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Then they have a fake-ass bird fall out of the tree as Cassie collapses. <laughs> and they take a nap. You can't nap with a fucking hawk. They're too pointy. <laughs> no, I mean, you can they... nap with one. You just can't snuggle with one. Owls yeah, are snuggly, though. Some of them. Well. If they're not trying to claw your eyes out. Yes. They look like toasted marshmallows sometimes. Full of rage. <laughs> just... Yeah, I don't trust anything that can look at me while not moving. Like, turn its whole head around it. There. You just don't also, trust this birds. theme song... I don't. This theme, theme song is like distilled 90s that just went into my vein. It sure like, is. <laughs> and uh, we were like three episodes in before we realized that the lyric is, it's all in your hands and not all in your head. See, I thought it was all in your head and it was a reference to yurt. So yeah, we. that's what we thought. Uh, nope, it's just something that's real close and you're, because of the content, you just kind of overwrite it in your brain. It's just a song that they found, not <laughs> that they wrote, apparently. <laughs> so we get the credits and we come back and Cassie and Tobias are both awake again and Tobias is just on her arm and they start looking around and they notice like some chemtrails leading to the ground and they don't bother investigating that at all. They just gather nope. the troops at the barn. Well, most of the troops. Well, yeah. Apparently, Brooke Nevin was booked for a different gig today. So. And I was so disappointed. I was like, we don't get any Rachel? Okay, fine. Well. Whatever. We don't get none Rachel. But <laughs> yeah, we get like a dash of Rachel. Yeah. We don't get any quality Rachel. Cassie's like, yeah, Tobias and I both had this thing. And Jake says something to the effect of, maybe you had a hallucination? You got incepted or something? You had another episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're openly talking about this, and then Tobias flies in and says, yeah, we're clear. They started talking about the, the event before they knew that it was okay. Uh-huh. You guys aren't good at this. I know it's like day four to five. Yeah, but they're not good at this. They're not good. 
they might be up to day six now, Sky. <laughs> it's really hard to say. Either way, they're not good at this. No. Yeah. I would really appreciate a Chiron at the beginning saying, like, day six of the invasion or something. My next note after that is, um, I think this is when uh, she starts having another episode. And it's like thought speech screaming. The- also, Marco being an, uh, an adorable ass. Like, he's <laughs> he's being a butt. But he he's is. funny about it. Because uh, he's, he's skeptical about the whole thing. Because why didn't we experience it? It's like, well, you don't even like this. Why are you mad? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does say that Cassie's the best morpher and she doesn't even crunch when she morphs. Yep. So they hate the crunching as much as we do. That's nice. He mm-hmm. ignores the fact that she hasn't morphed since episode two. <laughs> That's yep. why she didn't crunch. Because she didn't morph. Yeah. And Tobias has a superior hawk brain. Or at least he knows or we haven't found out. And I don't know if we find out, but maybe it's a family connection. My next note is, y'all, I can't get over Baby Ice Man. (laughs) He's so handsome. I I can't. He's he's just a Baby Ice Man. This is only like three years before Ice Man, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's not very far. No. It was like his next job. (laughs) Did pretty well for himself. They don't come up with any decision. And then we cut Mm -mm. over to Victor Trent's office. Oh, hey, Visitor 3. How you doing? There is a scientist dressed like a scientist. He's got like 40 pens in his pocket. I don't think they're pens. I think they're highlighters. (laughs) Most of them are. Uh, And he's looking in a glass box at some sort of spinning thingy. It's not the disc. I don't know what it is. I thought it was the disc straight up. Because I was like, this this feels important, but I have no idea what you are. It, It looked like the doorknob to me. Or it looked like a doorknob. It's, it's the disc in a minute, but what yeah. they first focus on is not the disc. I don't oh, understand the thing it. in the wood. Yeah, with the spinning metal. Yeah. It was yeah. weird. I, maybe it's some sort of analysis chamber. I don't know. But the scientist It looked guy, like a magnetic toy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the scientist is like, uh, it's an Andalite thing that we don't understand because we're not Andalites. And Vessor 3's advice is, we'll get acquainted with it. Yep. I mean, it's good advice. I, I mean, yeah. I guess that and is then, the goal here. But. And then the controller compliments his human morph, to which Visitor 3 replies, Humans are soft and weak. Which is accurate. And, and then, somehow goes from one morph right into another, like bypassing becoming an Andalite first? Yes. And maybe only morphing that arm? Um, Excuse me while I push up my nerd glasses. That's fucking impossible. I made this exact point. What Sky the was, hell, show? Sky was very angry when we watched it the first time. <laughs> what the hell? Because that is are, a cardinal rule. Uh, there are several rules that they established for morphing. It, would it well, trouble and you? if they could just go right from the uh, one to the <clears throat> other, they could get around the two-hour rule almost completely because they just change form and not have to. Yeah. Anyway. Apparently, Vessor 3 did not appreciate getting hit on by that fella, so he threatened him a little bit. And then he jump over to Cassie, who's just in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, looking. Is she in the woods, or is she hallucinating that she's in the woods, based on I what she says like, later? I, I think she's in the woods, like behind the barn, maybe, or on her property. I genuinely don't know. It could go either way, and then it will not become clear later. Nope. Because she's she- in Tobias's meadow, hand cannon, head cannon. Because <laughs> she's now she's by this fence, that is not the fence that we see later. But it, she references that fence later, I think she mm-hmm. does. And uh, V three also ha- starts having flashes and like spazzing. Yeah, I'd his much... reaction is better than Cassie's. His is destroy yeah. everything and stumble around like I'm drunk. I'd much <laughs> rather watch him get 
uh, a message from space than Cassie. Yeah, V three. He doesn't play it down at all. He where he is all out all the time, and I really appreciate that about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the scientist gentleman decides to not help him at all, which is for his own benefit. Really, you don't want. That's true because don't poke. Visor three would kill him. Yeah, he's he's known to do that. He doesn't. He has no qualms. And apparently he can go right from one wharf to the other, so. (laughs) And this scene goes on forever. We didn't need two full minutes of it. Uh Uh-huh. Just the quickest cuts back and forth. And and nothing makes sense. And then Cassie just collapses on the ground, and Trent is holding his head and writhing around and then throws another dude. And they're here. Or another one of them is here, or something like that. So he's staring at the disc, which is still in its pizza cutter thingy, spinning around like nobody's business. We cut over to the arcade. I love it. Cassie's fine again. She it looks say. like a freaking spaceship. I love it. <laughs> it really does. And there's no lighting in it. Nope. I guess it's for the video game ambiance. There was, uh, in Chicago, there was a Disney arcade situation. Do you remember that, Sky? Yeah. I never I... went to it, but I really wanted to. And I just read an article about it the other day. And it, this reminds me of that, where it's like super themed and uh, dark, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like the like everything's weirdly lit. And it's also, it was the nineties. I also love when Marco sees Cassie. He says, "You look like you acquired a ghost." <laughs> yeah, which uh, would be very helpful. Yeah, very helpful. Ghosts. She woke up from her nap or hallucination or trip through the woods and went to the arcade immediately. She approaches the guys and then, like, let's go somewhere quiet and go, like, six feet to the left and sit down at a table. Still in the arcade! Because there is a dude that's, like, uncomfortably close behind her that's, like, (laughs) holding a basket of fries or something. And I'm like, dude, personal space. (laughs) It's hard. And she recounts what she experienced. Marco was thoughtful enough to grab her a glass of water. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, I saw a fence and I saw some pipe and, and stuff. Okay, so she was standing by her fence, but she was seeing a different fence in the vision. I guess. Okay, I think that's what was happening. If, if she was at a fence, I... Uh, it's unclear. It, it really is. <laughs> uh, but luckily, you know what all teens love is the news. So the, the arcade has a single TV tuned into the local channel 10. And they're like, hey, a military plane fell down. Hey, to- here's some exposition. You, You're welcome. To be fair... They could have the <laughs> afternoon cartoons on, and maybe this is the commercial for the news that comes on later. You know, like, at well, 4 o'clock, here's the, the, you know. They don't usually do a throw in a promo, though, because she says, back to you, Bob, at the end of it. All right, you win this round. <laughs> Boom, local news knowledge. Yes. When was the last <laughs> time you watched the news, Sky? Uh, I have the TV on at work, so yesterday. Oh, okay. But not also, by Also... They start hearing a helicopter, and it, that helicopter is so powerful, it shakes the building, because their water cup starts shaking, but nothing else is shaking, but that water cup is shaking. Or there's a T-Rex a-coming. Uh, or maybe it just flew really, really uncomfortably low and shook the whole building. Maybe it was a T-Rex flying a helicopter. That makes the there's most sense. zero chance it wasn't that. <laughs> uh, I almost called him Sean. Uh, Jake, Cassie, and Marco... Go out into the woods to see if Cassie notices anything, and then Tobias shows up because that's where he lives. They're in California. They don't. They'll never say it out loud, but they're in California. There's a lot of woods out there to start. I thought coding. they were in Canada. I mean, <laughs> legally they're in Canada. <laughs> True. Actually, they are in Canada, but the the, the animorphs in are the plot. In yeah, it's SoCal. Um, I also have poop joke because Tobias threatens to poop on Marco. 
It is for the kids, after all. Yep. He throws up his hood on his orange coat, which I, I still like that orange coat. I, I kind of want it. It's very it. fetching. But they stumble upon some weird place that's a condemned factory. I don't know. This town has so many abandoned things. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Another thing I want to point out is at some point Jake goes, "Okay, we need to split up," and they never do. <laughs> it's hard. They're just he's still all fighting, together because they're still I fighting a, his leader role, and he hasn't fully established. Uh, I made a note that said, "Yeah, because splitting up always works." And then also, you didn't split up though, because they're all still together at this weird abandoned factory thingy. They find a slit in the chain link fence and. It's clearly struck by uh, some sort of andalite. That cut is too clean. Or tin snips or bolt cutters or, you right. know, whatever. Um, but, like, my... they're, they're wandering around this facility a little bit, and they're like, there's so many buildings! My next note is, I look in one window, and it's hopeless. The baby <laughs> Iceman story. <laughs> it's true. Because Jake just, like, peers in one window, and he's like, oh my god, it's hopeless. Well, there's so much to look through, and it's not like they have... They only have 20 use. minutes. That's mm-hmm. true. Why don't you just morph a dog? You like doing that, and you can smell for him. That would narrow down the search pretty significantly. Or use the goddamn hawk. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good at looking and listening. He's busy flying over Rachel's dad's house right now. <laughs> and then someone finds some andalite fur? Yep. <laughs> it it does not look like the fur from the actual It looks like cotton candy. Ad- it really does. It doesn't match axe at all in color. Immediately after they find it, uh, some controllers come out holding flashlights, and there's no way they didn't see oh, them. Sky, sky, sky. Those aren't flashlights. <laughs> um, those are the fucking Dracon beams. We get a close-up, and those are pretty definitely flashlights. But with, with fun, science fiction-y bullshit put on top of them to make them Dracon beams. I am positive that is what they were supposed to be. Yes, that is exactly what they are. But why... Wouldn't you just go to the dollar store and buy some squirt guns and just paint them a different color? At least make a thing that looks like a weapon. It does. Mm-hmm. It has a scope on it. And some glowy glowy thing on it. But it's the least threatening thing you guys could have come up with. Also, for yep. people who can morph teensy things, they're always just hiding around a corner instead of <laughs> being small and unobvious. Or panicking and going big with it. Yeah. Yeah. That actually would be way more fun. They only could rent the tiger for that day, though. And then Jake's like, oh, my God, Tom's here. You know it's important because Tom's here. You and I was like, that. oh, yeah, that was your brother. Hi. Yeah, but you don't know how high your brother, brother ranks. He could just no. be, He's doing the grunt work. He's not that high up, buddy. But they wander. They choose a building at random and go into it. And they get deep in that building lightning quick. <laughs> Because when it cuts to them, there's no light from the outside. There's no, like, exterior door that they walked through. They're just in a corridor in the dark. Yep. Apparently, whoever abandoned this didn't bother uh, boarding anything up or locking any doors. Uh, Which, to their credit, uh, an alien did take refuge there. So, you know, Mm -hmm. good for them. That's why I don't lock the doors (laughs) when I leave the house. (laughs) Never know when an Andalite will come in. Maybe he'll have snacks. Well, I mean, Axe is the king of snacks. That's true. <laughs> he does love a cinnamon bun. And those chocolate, or those brown globules. Yes. M&M's are delicious. Um, or actually, were they raisinets? They were raisinets. Raisinets. My mistake. I apologize. Yeah, you fucking get it right, Sky. I or quit corrected the podcast. myself. Thank Asshole. You 
Um, oh, and they find a rat. Oh my god, it's a rat. Yeah, you're in an abandoned building, guys. Yeah. What, what the fuck? You deal with animals on a daily basis. Not just an abandoned building. An abandoned building in the fucking woods. You're lucky yeah. that you only saw one rat. And you're telling me by this time you don't have a rat morph? If you don't, you need to pick up that rat right now and hope uh, that it doesn't have rabies and acquire it. Marco does, Marco right? has one, yeah. Also, be an animal that can smell stuff. If you're looking for a guy, use a dog. Well, I mean, to be fair, this works. They find the Andalite. They do. He just kind of pops out and grabs Cassie, and you never see his back half. Can we talk about that tail blade? Because it literally looks like it's made out of... Foam? Foam? It looks uh, like a big, gross dog toenail. <laughs> yes! That's exactly what I was thinking! Like, Ugh. it's so gross! Do you remember when, in Power Rangers, Tommy Oliver got the white power, and he got... So- that sounded real bad. When Tommy Oliver <laughs> got the white ranger power? <laughs> yeah. And he holds up his hand and he gets Saba, and you get a shot from the the profile of Saba. You can see how incredibly blunt it is. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what we got here. Because this tail yeah, there's blade no danger has no to this blade, blade to it. It is It's a toenail. It doesn't look effective in any capacity. And honestly, it's so low in the shot you don't even notice it's there right away. It just looks like maybe a board that he's holding. Yep. And this thus begins the great game of Hide axe at every possible <laughs> yep. moment. You this will never explain. see the full Andalite. You will never see anything. You will also not hear any hoof clops. Nope. No hoof clops. No. It, it, I think my favorite is at one point he like turns to go through a door and it's very clearly just a dude that turns <laughs> left and doesn't account for the fact that they would have a horse butt. <laughs> yep. Spatial awareness was not on their mind at this day. Uh, he is always completely covered in shadow. Yep. They make mention of Vesser 3, and Axe is upset that they would accuse him of being Vesser 3. Mm-hmm. And the, he's like, well, let Cassie go, and we'll tell you why we're here. Elfengor gave us a weapon to fight the Yurks and stuff. We're here to find you. And then V3 makes his appearance. Andalite cousin. <laughs> it's... He's just yelling. He does what he does best. He's just yelling and thought speak at people. Okay, but here's the thing. My sweet, sweet son. Okay, so my sweet son acts. He is very smart. He is very smart. This is very stupid. If the humans just literally said, hey, we thought you were Visor 3 because we've met Visor 3 because Visor 3 is an Andalite. And then another Andalite shows up going, Andalite cousin. Yeah. And they, if they're there looking for you. They probably would have any uh, a connection to the remaining Andalites if there were any on this planet. And not be surrounded by humans. Yeah. So maybe use a little trepidation when you're approaching this other Andalite. But we also know from past uh, Yurk experiences that Yurks don't know how to talk like the person that they're inside of. <laughs> so I'm sure an Andalite wouldn't scream Andalite cousin at another Andalite. That is also very true. But you know that Visor 3's Yurk is just patting itself on the brainstem going, I am so good at this. Oh, absolutely. I am the best. To be fair, it works. It works. It shouldn't have, but because but Axe just, you know, wanders straight out there like a dumbass. And then he sees a bunch of humans holding what he should recognize as Dracon beams. Right? He should yep. be aware of that. Unless he knows what a flashlight is, then he might be confused. <laughs> That's fair. But I will, in his defense, Axe is hurt. We don't know how hurt. Maybe he's just not able to make great decisions right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does go straight up to V3. And they just like, he's close enough to stab him in the brain. 
Or and kiss. Doesn't. Well, they can't kiss because they don't have mouths. They don't have mouths. I mean, they can touch they their touch tail mouths blades. together. <laughs> they touch tail blades. That's how they kiss. Oh. I prefer to, I would prefer it if they would touch hoof mouths. Ugh, that's uncomfortable. Uh, so, I think we, we, we are missing the most important part of this episode. Cassie morphs a skunk. She sure does. It she is she, skunk well, time, baby. She, she has been acquiring random morphs. And then the humans aren't like, oh shit, that's a skunk. Like they should have been. Yep. Well, again, then, the Yurks do not use their host's memories and knowledge for some reason. <laughs> and then stinky butt juice for everyone for yeah. a good solid minute. <laughs> a lot of sprays. Like a skunk, I think like Max can do like maybe nine spritzes, but this it goes on for a bit. It's like a goddamn Windex <laughs> bottle. I was about to say, like she has an aerosol can hidden yeah. in her body. <laughs> Oh, and here comes the best part of the whole fucking show. Yep. <laughs> so, the the Yurks and Investor 3 retreat. Marco runs out and put... Or, Jake and Marco run out. The, Jake helps Axe to his hooves. And then they escort him out to a room. And then Cassie runs up to Marco. And somebody throws a skunk puppet at him. <laughs> Instead of Cassie just demorphing or them running. And uh, he runs with her like a football. Until he trips and throws her. And she demorphs. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? And my favorite is that the head of the puppet was tucked under his armpit. So it was like he was just carrying her so that she could spray more. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad plan. Uh, it's Good such God, a bad guys. puppet, too. It's so bad. It, it, it really is. It's, it's very much just a stuffed animal they found at Toys R Us. Like, oh, no, this, that's being generous. They went to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> This is what we got, guys. Make it work. I don't have Toys R Us budget on this show. <laughs> I I will say this. The actors in this show are committing. They are not bad actors. Yes. They're working with when the we best get to they got. Later. But uh they, they they run Axe out of the build or they try to run Axe out of a build out of the building. And eventually they find like a a door that leads to an outside alley that doesn't have an exit. It's a room that only has half a ceiling. That leads straight up like a smokestack and out of the building. What the hell is this room? It's a courtyard. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, but there's no other way out. It. it just has like a metal door. An axe is baffled as to what happened. And he's like, why can you morph? My note here is, is that the sense. Digimon Emperor? And spoiler <laughs> alert, it's not. He just sounds an awful lot like him. I, I looked up the after. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like his words sounded like the Digimon Emperor. No, I thought, his voice. I thought you meant Marco was a Digimon Emperor. I was confused. <laughs> oh, and then they're basically like, hey, yo, Elfangor, your prince, gave us the ability to morph. And Axe is like, no, we would never do that. So, well, he already did, though. So do something to help us. Can you, can you have, do you have a morph that flies? Like, nope. Why would that not be the first thing someone did? Yeah. I am like, afraid of heights. Well, like, we know from the books that morphing one of their Andalite birds is part of basic training, so he should have at least one flying morph on hand. Yeah, but Sky, you think they're going to make a puppet of a, like, monster bird and... No, but I think mm -mm. they could glue, like, six bat puppets together and flap it. That's entirely fair. <laughs> Marco's just like, if you didn't have a flying morph, you shouldn't have gotten your spaceship. That doesn't make any sense, buddy, but sure. Well, I think he's talking about Axe being afraid of heights. And if he's scared oh. of heights, why is he in a spaceship? Okay, that, that tracks a little better. Um, so 
the controllers have figured out which door they ran through, and they're trying to open it up. Uh, Cassie notices a butterfly, so she goes to acquire it. Is Instead that of a just butterfly, it's I either think it's, it's a, a butterfly or a moth. It's hard to tell in this shitty lighting. Abandoned I was about factories. to say the the video quality is horrid that I watched. <laughs> so abandoned factories generally aren't full of butterflies. There's no <laughs> unless that. you're in The Last of Us. <laughs> I never played that, but it's it's a, like good, a good game. game. Uh, if anything, there should be like roaches and rats and you know flies and but you know stuff that you'd find in the forest. I really mm-hmm. thought that rat earlier was going to be like a, a foreshadow. Me too. Thing. Nah. They're, they're also, they got a bird buddy that could have flown down. Stiel for Tobias. Like I mean, they could have morphed into bugs and clung to his legs like they do in the book <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, because that's red. Uh, but nah, they just they, they find the butterfly and everybody touches it. Okay, but here's my favorite part. So after all of that happens and they start flying away, the controllers bust in. Well, Vesser 3 comes up and he starts using his tail blade to slice through the door instead of them using their laser guns to shoot it open. Uh, and that fake ass, uh, it looks so, so bad. bad. But then he morphs human to walk into a room where he presumes there are Andalite bandits and another Andalite, but I'm just going to walk in as a human. Yes, because why would he want to be ready for a fight? Well, Uh, I mean, he can obviously morph into anything he wants from whatever morph he's already in. I had not considered that because of the rules that we established, but yeah, you're right. You shouldn't have considered that because it's stupid. (laughs) But everybody morphs butterfly and they start flying away. And V3 notices the bugs immediately and immediately knows that they are, in fact, the Andalites he was looking for and screams no into the into the air. Those like goddamn butterflies aren't getting far, man. I bet if you tried at all. No, they are very slow. Yeah, butterflies are very slow. <laughs> Come on, Vizzer. They're often subject to the whim of the winds. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a bad downdraft, I'd imagine. Like, the air would be... Ble- being pulled yeah. down into the building, but of course, none of these writers thought about no, physics. Physics means nothing. Uh, it's all about moving that plot forward, no matter what. Wait, and there's plot? Sorta. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the, I guess they're in the barn again. Axe Meanwhile, in, in the barn, X is in a cage? Question yeah. mark. And he's explaining. I think he's in a stable. Do stables have bars? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, that must be it. Where else would you put a horse man? Uh-huh. Where you could easily hide the lower half of his body and his face in shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and he's like, I wasn't prepared for the atmosphere in your planet. I think that's a commentary on the pollution that we've... Well, Marco does mention El Nino super topically uh, for the time. Um, mm-hmm. So he came. He wasn't part of the fleet in this retelling. And they're like, hey, yeah. can you fix... You fixed Tobias? He's a, he's he's stuck in that. He's a nothlet. That's what we call such as one, which is a weird phrasing of that. But okay, mm-hmm. he's he's not from here. I'll let it slide. And they're like, can you help him go back? Like, no, we we told you, or Elfagor probably told you that you can't morph back after two hours, right? It's literally all he told them. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love that it's two Earth hours. Well, it's a good even point. though these Andalites are from home planet whatever they call it but it's two <laughs> perfect earth hours i didn't think of that that's true well sometimes 
because sometimes they've been in Morph a little bit too long in the books and they're still able to get out. True. Maybe it's the whole telepathy, telepathy thing where they're saying a word that means two hours. For true. Them, maybe it's that is also like very true. Minutes. And then they tell Axe of Elfangor's fate. Yeah. They don't mention that he got eaten to death, which is probably for the better. He died a warrior's death. (laughs) Which is not the same as getting eaten eaten. But (laughs) it's probably better put that way. He panics and runs out into the woods. I have it in all caps. Now I hide in the trees! (laughs) He's just like Tobias. You can tell they're related. Tobias doesn't chase them out either, but the three kids are able to find this random blue horseman in the woods without a problem. But Tobias is there, but we don't see him land. We don't know if he led them there because they're still walking up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, so you're a kid. So, I am, like you. Thank you, Leaves, for protecting us from the horrors of Axe's face. <laughs> like, there are just a perfect branch and leaves that are obscuring just the front part of his face. Well, like, you can see the eye stalks. Yeah. But... It's as if his face was a boob. <laughs> yep. Well, his mouth does look like a vagina. It's his nose, I think. Well, uh, his nose mouth. It got three slits. It looks like a vagina. Everything and looks like a vagina w- to you. And we are coming up to that because they focus in on it. No, God, why? He tells the kids, my name is X-Mill, however you pronounce that. And then Rachel shows up. How did she find them? Where was she? Why was she in the woods? I mean, it's probably a safe bet that they're somewhere near Cassie's house. Yeah. And uh, but she who knows probably how just started ra- walking around. If, let's say, some random Earth children tell you that your brother died and you panic run, are you really only going to go like 30 feet or are you going to run as far as your legs take you? I mean, remember when Tobias got sad and he only ran like eight feet out of the barn and then hid? <laughs> so it's a They're related. Thing. That's what they I They are meant. related. <laughs> they're not good hiders. Uh, they're not they're, good at anything. They're prone to temper tantrums. That's and funny. then Axe begins... Okay, so this, this trips me out. So Axe like reaches out and starts touching them. Yeah. And Jake immediately goes, he's acquiring us. (laughs) Yeah. Jake, Cassie's supposed to have the precog powers. Thank you very much. Well, what happened here, I I think what happened is that's clearly ADR. And when they shot or when they tested this footage, like, we don't know what the hell's happening. Why is he doing this? Because he doesn't actually touch the girl. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, don't you see, like, and it may have just been the shitty quality I was watching, but there's almost like something that pulls out of them into his hand. I think so. I, uh, maybe. It's real weird. Maybe it's acquiring weird. humans is different from acquiring animals where you don't need to animate anything. But he touches the boys on the hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, maybe he's just like that. My theory and is he don't judge his choices. He can't touch, touch a menstruating woman and he didn't want to ask, so he just didn't take the chance. That's yeah, fair. he would be and unclean. Cassie and Rachel are, are very close, so they would be on the same cycle. So that makes sense. Yep. Anyway. And so then the morph, because, oh boy. It is where all of the budget went, I'm going to guess. Uh-huh. Every last red hot scent. Fucking terrible. It's horrific what happens here. And it goes on forever. It's so long. So Axe, his eyes start winking and turning human and then back to giant Andalite and his mouth opens and closes and reforms and And gets teeth and no lips. And it's it's real gross for a real long time. And then at one point... (laughs) Before he starts turning real human, he just goes straight Rachel with red hair. And I was like, did he go become Mystique with the... Oh, he's just blue. Okay. 
My favorite is when he's Sean Ashmore, but then he looks like Beast, and he gets, like, the pointy ears and turns blue, and I'm like, that's some X-Men foreshadowing right there. It sure is. Uh, and eventually he settles on some guy who has a hoodie and a polo and an undershirt. Yeah, Thank you- God he can morph clothes. Yeah, when you mix Marco's coat with a jean jacket, it makes a hoodie. <laughs> also, my, my back-to-back comments are, this is the disturbingly beautiful boy? Oh, never mind, it's the voice actor. He's great. He doesn't look like a mix of the four of them, but it's fine. Whatever. Axe starts dealing with being a person. He's like, how do you look behind you? And then he spins around and falls down because he's not good with two legs, even though he's Mm -hmm. had two legs this whole episode. Yep. How do you speak? I love that trope so damn much. (laughs) I was instantly charmed. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're Axe. Good job. Yeah, the the kid playing Axe really sells the, the I'm playing with words. He, seems to he be... sells the otherness of it, like yeah. the newness. He's really good at it. It's surprising how well he clicks into it. I'll buy it when I see him eat something. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, it's going to be beautiful and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so he plays with some words, uh, he, and then he kneels down and pledges fealty to Jake. To his uh, prince, Jake. Until the Yerks are destroyed, which makes Jake uncomfortable. He's like, get, get, get up, please. I mean, rightfully it's, so. It's just Jake. And the weird. thing is, he says, it's just, Jake, I was like, I'm waiting for the Don't Call Me Prince. <laughs> that might be Because it always makes me think of the uh, singer. So, Jake teaches him how to shake hands, and he he shakes the hands of the rest of the people. And uh, we get some more Cassie. For a second, I thought it was Rachel doing the ending narration, which I thought was super weird. But it's Cassie who's like, hey, maybe we'll make more friends, and everything won't be terrible. Mm-hmm. And then there's a butterfly that flaps in front of the screen, and the show ends. Dun, 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 dun. Well, we've done it. Or was it all in our heads? Hands. <laughs> it was all in our hands. So, Alan, you watched the show before. Um, is it as good as you remember? God, no. <laughs> um, Thank God, or we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> right? Um, there was definitely some rose-tinted glasses, because especially as I was watching this in Visor 3, I was like, oh my god, you're garbage. But now as an adult, you're like, oh my god, you're the best kind of garbage. <laughs> he goes all in, and I really love that about him. Mm-hmm. They all try real hard. There's so much going against it, and I don't know why. Everybody's trying so hard. Well, everybody but the props department is trying so hard. Exactly. It's money. It's the production value. I think if they had yeah. more money, this would actually have been decent. But they didn't, so... Yeah. They should have shortened the season or made it an animated series. I know I keep saying that. But well, it was... no, that, it's what makes the most sense. Yeah, because you could show the grossest morphs with an animated series. I was about to say, but then it'd have to be rated M or like the the Y7FV or whatever for fantasy violence um, <laughs> of their horrible, like, bones shooting out of their fingers when they turn into birds and... <laughs> Like their yeah. teeth falling out and all that stuff. So, <laughs> but it would have aged so much better. Than... Fair, but yeah. So that's that's how that one went. We we got a new member of the cast. Ah, uh, Alan. Yes. What was the most turtlerific part? This is the hardest question <laughs> to answer ever. It super is. I think the most turtlerific part for me was Visor 3's freak out. It's pretty good. Because I was just like, oh, you get it. You're trying so hard. But you just look like you real drunk. <laughs> like, it just looked like somebody slipped him something. And he's just like, Bruh. 
It was not. It was. It was. It was bad, but in such a good way. That's fair, Jacob. Damn it! I uh, you had a second to think it over. I know, and the, you know it's coming. There's every week. nothing good in this show. <laughs> We're not looking for good. We're looking for turtlerific. Oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's go with the kid who played X. He seemed to do a good job. That's true. He he's really cool. He's a good addition. He uh he he was probably a fan of the books and knows how to play the character. Uh, I'm gonna say. That the skunk puppet they threw at Mark. Ah, son of a bitch! You're was right. The most terrifying nice. part of the episode. God damn it! <laughs> Sky wins this one. That stupid puppet. <laughs> oh, it was so good though. It was hilarious. Sure was. I mean, they had a real skunk. Why not just have him pick up the real skunk? You can't pick up a skunk. It'll skunk ya. You can de-skunk a skunk. Yeah, yep. you can de- You can de-stink a skunk. You can, but maybe they didn't. That's just a skunk that wandered on set. Yeah. They're like, use that skunk. Shit, we'll just use that. They rewrote the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that'd be... God, I wish that was true. That would be so good. Just rewriting episodes based on what <laughs> animals they happen to wander past? Yes. Um, That's why there's no more lions. They <laughs> walk past lions. And uh, who was the most just... likable character? Can I go with that skunk? Sure. Yay! I'm going with Axe. That's probably the right answer, but... Uh, Human X or... uh, Human X. Andalite X was kind of a bit of a dick, so I'm definitely going to give it a Human X. Andalite X made a lot of bad choices in this episode. Uh Uh-huh. I liked V3. I I really enjoy Eugene Lipinski and his his over-the-top acting. It really sells the character to me. So, uh, before we get into our pop culture palette cleansing... Sky... Don't forget to read that. Thanks. Uh, you asked can... me to remind you. Thank you. I do appreciate that. I'm re- so I'm reminding you to read that. So that's what's happening here. You're reminding him to read a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling Sky to not forget. We got yeah. an email from a fan. Woo! Someone I don't know by name, which is most of our fans. Um, so we got an email. I mean, you know him by name now. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I might mispronounce it, though. It's from uh, Andres. I, if I mispronounce that, I apologize. I probably should have emailed you and asked you how uh, to pronounce it correctly, but I forgot about that until just now. I, you didn't ask me to remind you of that. Indeed. They write, uh, hey, Jake and Sky, I wanted to let you guys know I absolutely love the show. <clears throat> I've been – he clears his throat there too. <clears throat> Not really. Uh, I've been all of the archive in about two weeks, which is so fast, man. That's wow. a lot of bad media to consume all at once, but thank you very much. That's, That's so awesome. much of listening to the two of us talk. Yeah. I actually had a question for you guys. How do you come up with the with the episode titles? I don't know the answer to this because Sky doesn't let me do anything. <laughs> um, I'm afraid that the answer isn't going to be that interesting. I kind of just use cues from the show that we do, either our recording or a play on what we do uh, or what the, the actual title of the show is or something funny that we say or something that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, Sky doesn't let me pick them because they would be really long. <laughs> Like a Fall Out Boy title. Yeah. I name everything like it's a fall, an early Fall Out Boy album. <laughs> Please. That is beautiful. Um, but there are a couple that I'm actually really proud of. Um, Orange is the New Black Bolt, I thought was pretty clever. That was good. Sky's Heavy Size, I thought was the best way to start the thing. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever actually read the titles to our show. You're a dick. I listened to it. I do appreciate that. I gotta and, pad uh, out those numbers, yo. Clockwork Green, I thought was pretty clever as well. Mm-hmm. Um, those two are my favorite titles. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just kind of try to be clever, and hopefully it works. <laughs> That's more or less 
both the premise of this show and how I uh, how I do the titles for the for the episodes. Um, I'm just reading them now and yeah. giggling at what they <laughs> at, at remembering the show, especially the Dylan Dog Dead of Day. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> it's okay. Um. So yeah, so uh, yeah, thanks for very much for uh, emailing us. I hope that answer was satisfactory. I know it's not terribly interesting. Uh, Sky was so that. excited when he uh, opened that email and he, he sent it to me. Yeah, and it, uh, so here's what the rest of you have to do is um, send us fan mail to make Sky's day. It's usually very <laughs> sad and boring. He needs this. Um, and also, currently, it's C2E2 uh, here in Chicago. So if you guys all send us fan mail and tell us how much you love us, next year we promise we will do a live show at C2E2. I made that promise, Sky. So all right, it's on yeah, it's recorded. You have a witness to it. Yep, <laughs> I could edit it, but... but then you'd have to edit. So, Jake, huh? what's your pop color pop? Fuck, I have been doing it so well. Yeah, you were right on it. What's your pop culture palate cleanser for this? Well, week? remember last time I said I uh, was reading um, Hitchhiker's Guide? Yes. Uh, I didn't read it for a long time after that because <laughs> I we went on the spring break at work and. So I didn't read anything for a week. But then I just finished it. And boy, is it not as good as everyone says. It is not funny. Um, and it is mildly interesting. Um, I just don't get it. I'm Those just going to sit here is... in judgment. You judge all you want. I just didn't understand it. I like the first book. The other ones aren't as good as the I'm first. certainly not going to read any more of them. That's fair. Alan looks so upset. <laughs> Let me have it. No, no, no. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yums. Like, no. Tell. I need someone who has actually no. No one other than Sky has read it, and Sky has read like eight books in his whole life, <laughs> so he doesn't count. I read at least forty nine. <laughs> Sky's read eight non animorph books in his there whole life. That's much more accurate. There you go. I don't know. I just don't get it. I didn't get it. That's fine. Uh, Alan. No, what I want Alan to yell at me. He doesn't want to yell at you. I don't uh, want to yell at you. I just want you to explain the book to me. <laughs> that would be a podcast in and of itself. I guess that's probably fair. So, Alan, uh, what did you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Um, I have been getting back into the Digimon video games for the PS4. Nice. Um, Cyber Sleuth, and I just got the sequel, uh, Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory. Um, so I've got my team of <laughs> basically of all angels, and it's pretty pretty rad. Yeah. How many angels? Also, I have the devil. Neat. Which one is that? Is that Demi-ma? Devimon? Uh, no, it is... Is it, Demi um, is it Lady Devimon? Is it no, Mephisto? Lady Devimon and Angelwomon fuse to be Mastamon, which is of half course. angel, half demon. Um, <laughs> but no, this is Lusamon Satan mode. So many adjectives. I love Digimon so much. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Everything is just so much. Everything. Just more things, more adjectives, yep. more chains, buckles, whatever you got. I really that dog, it. make it metal. <laughs> yeah. But it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's just kind of nice grinding, and it's, a, it's an old school JRPG, so it's turn-based combat. It's really nice. I recommend it. I just got uh, volume 11 of My Hero Academia, the Magna. Magna? Manga. What do you talk, Sky? You're great at it. Magna Defender. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty rad. Um, the kids at UA 
are getting uh, geared up for their licensing exam. Uh, for those of us who don't know, you, uh, My Hero Academia is uh, basically Harry Potter, but with superpowers. And good and pure. It's so great. Um, a lot of stuff happened to them in the last couple of uh, volumes, so this one's a lot less intense. But it's nice to have a breather every now and then. Um, especially considering some stuff we found out about All Might. <sighs> I don't want to ruin anything, but I also desperately need someone to talk to about it. Uh Crunchyroll already kind of spoiled something for me because they showed a gif of All Might and you could see his eyes and it was the most disturbing thing I think I've seen <laughs> in a minute. His face is usually cloaked in shadow. But yeah, that, it, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you guys haven't watched the, the, uh, the anime, I would recommend doing that as well. Um, the first season is dubbed in English if you're not into reading. Uh, I think the second season is too on Funimation. On Funimation? Okay. It wasn't Because that's what Jake Hulu. has been watching. Okay. On Hulu, the first season was dubbed. The second season was not. Mm. But sub- I like subtitles, personally. Same. Since okay. you're not reading actual books. <laughs> I read lots, just not books. Yeah, comics. Yeah. I mean, I said that like I don't read comics. <laughs> yeah, comics. Comics. Like I'm that's leave- actual literature. I'm going to leave your house and go to the comic book store. So. As I like shove my X-Men Red and Phoenix Resurrection stuff away. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a stack of comic books underneath my sketchbook where I'm busy with uh, Adventure April. I'm doing that also. I, nice. I don't have a stack of comic books. That's why I need to go back to the <laughs> store. Any final thoughts about the episode or Animorphs in general? Great. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, like... Read the books, guys. Like, I promise it's not this bad. Do you think- they do actually kind of hold up. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to the Hindsight or Morph Club, um, just re-listening to it, it's, these books, they're very pertinent to some certain social situations we're in. Mm-hmm. The uh, Listening to the Hindsight makes me feel dumb. <laughs> but, well, I mean, obviously I read these when I was in like sixth grade and didn't read anything analytically. I don't now, um, but especially then. <laughs> Um, but just the, the way they pick it apart and like there's shit in those books that I never even thought about then. Would this show be better if we didn't, hadn't read the books? It must've been right. Like if you just watched the show. No, because then you're just completely confused about everything. Yeah, I guess that's true. If you've read the books, you can kind of fill in the blanks, but there's a lot of this that if you didn't have that background, it's like, what, what is even what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. There's, there's there's a lot unspoken in this show. Uh, like they just say not live, and they say one such as you, but it it's such a weird like throwaway word that if you didn't read the books and understand like oh that's powerful, that whole scene loses any power that it had. Yeah, especially since like they gloss right over it. Actually, yeah. Axe is like, oh, you're a Nothlet, and then he bails because he's sad about his brother. <laughs> yeah. And I get it. I mean, he just found out his brother died. That makes sense. Okay, I'm going like, to go hide in the trees. Bye. He's a, he was sad, so he was eating to eat his feelings. <gasps> that's why he ran away. Oh, that's why he ran away. Can't eat the floor of a, of a stable. It's all covered in horse poos. <laughs> that's right. Yep. All right. So I'm back on board. The show is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Let's see if we can do it At for some 20 point, Axe... <laughs> We'll eat a Cinnabon, and at that point, the show will be worth it. If it doesn't happen, then they fucked up super bad. Well, I mean, you know he's not going to eat cigarette butts, or I hope to God he doesn't eat cigarette butts. So, <laughs> but he to watch a them. poor human man put that in his mouth. <laughs> uh, 
I be can't okay. imagine that he'll eat cinnamon buns like the way that he's supposed to. No, uh, like the trademarked uh, cinnamon bun. Cinnabon. Oh, he'll be cinnamon eating bun. a like, That's what I meant. A cinnamon cinnabon. roll. Yeah, he'll have a cinnamon roll. <laughs> yeah, or whatever they have in Canada, like a like a honey. <laughs> Like a honey biscuit or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> a waffle and maple syrup. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's Canada. <laughs> uh, alrighty. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for joining us for this. Thank you for uh, having me. I had a blast. Uh, yeah, this show is is really something. And it's so much more fun to bring in someone else and not just talk to Sky. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That dude sucks. <laughs> it's true. I like him. <laughs> He's alright. You'll get, you'll get, it'll, it'll wear thin. <laughs> Uh, so, Alan, tell us where we can find you on the interwebs. Um, I am fairly prolific across the internet. Uh, my hub is uh, on Twitter at Alan underscore cells. I am doing a relatively new podcast uh, called The Lost Library, where we are playing a campaign called Grayscale. Um, and I play a 300-year-old Victorian lady who is maybe also magic. Um, oh, for the thing and not just in real life? Oh, damn, you caught me. I, I thought my glamour was good. I just checked it. Um, I'm also the Game Master of Pokemon World 2 United. I'm on the Cool Kids table as one of the hosts. Um, I also do Hard Reboot, Forging Worlds. I'm kind of... Erware. Uh, and you can follow the show if you feel like it. At uh, Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show, which is always makes me feel good, at popculturefailure at gmail.com. Bring a little light into his otherwise dreary life. <laughs> email and makes him feel good. <laughs> It does. Uh, you can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at the Willis Love Affair. And thank you guys very much for listening. Um, I think we have a guest next week also. I don't know. What's the name of the episode for next week, Jake? Uh, it's episode seven, The Escape. Thank you. It's a maple-flavored oatmeal episode. Oh, dun, yeah. dun, dun. So, yeah, next week we do have a guest. <coughs> uh, James will be with us for the, uh, oh, what a ridiculous thing, the maple and... Vinegar, I think? I don't remember. No, it was... Um, There's another thing that, they're, yeah. that they left out. Instant maple and something oatmeal. Ginger. Ginger. It was maple, maple and ginger. ginger. You are correct. Uh, which turns because out to be like, drugs! I was I like, oh my god, that's gross! Yeah, nothing about that flavor sounds good. That's why it gives life to aliens. <laughs> um, but that'll be fun. Hopefully it'll be a very special episode where we'll learn all about drug use and such. Uh, but thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. Um, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sky, you did it. Yay. Yay. Dun, 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 dun. I'll let you live another week. <laughs> Huzzah.